0: Hello, welcome to Skull RPG podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today, we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story.
1: story. I like to, especially in my mystery games. I love love the feel of that because as the players, because I'm discovering the story with the players, right? And and you, I'm just one step ahead of them. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And you and right. So that's comfortability level. If yes. you're comfortable
0: being one step ahead, perfect. If you're coming off of a pre-made adventure. Type of world, yes. you're used to being 80 steps ahead, and this is probably very frightening. So, what I'm going to say to those people, and this isn't a problem. Like, again, the, the sandbox of which you can play in as a GM is big. And so, there are the people that feel like, in order to tell a good story, I need to control a good aspect of it and a good chunk of it. And as long as your players are okay with that, and you're okay with the time investment, because that is a big time investment, mm-hmm. that's fine. And then there's on the other fringes, where it's like, I'm just going to grab a couple of concepts, throw it together, and have a, maybe a name or two, and let's just do this. Um, and let the players and us just tell the story as we will and see where it happens. I'm just one step, if maybe even a half a step ahead. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe maybe behind a step occasionally, but I'll yeah. get ahead in a second. Just give me two minutes to figure it out. Yeah. Um, it's a good time for all of us to get some drinks or something and go back to gaming. As, <laughs> as know, the GM figures I, out what to do next. I
1: have to, I've had that happen in sessions, you know. And again, if
0: your player, if your gaming group knows that that's how we're playing, and they're okay with, hey guys, we're going to take a break because the GM yeah. is the GM needs to think about the next three minutes of the gameplay. Um, yeah. It's fine. And so that's the thing is I think that's the big peeps that I really want people to get out of this is, again, there is not a right way to be a game master. It all depends on your skills. Mm -hmm. It all depends on the skills and the, of your players as well. Cause you have a a gaming group that is very much, they need that rigid and, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, they would not like probably Matt or I as a game master and Matt less than me. (laughs) um, but there's no wrong way. Yeah. So if you're going to get into it, I guess my I guess your advice would be start consuming media in the genre that you would like to start to GM. It.
1: Exactly. So so when I when I am about to start a new campaign, I always like to to I look back on what I have just recently done so if i've read a lot of fantasy novels recently i say well let's do a fantasy game because that's on my mind and i those concepts are fresh in my mind when i start the campaign right and and if you if you are wanting to run a game in a specific genre with a more improv style like i do i would my advice to you would be watch a lot of of media or read a lot of books or whatever consume media in in that genre that you're wanting to to run
0: right okay. yeah so here's the thing and this is kind of the crazy thing this is like so it just something just came into my head if you're looking at like a d20 modern game or a mystery game it actually might behoove you to watch a lot of true crime
1: exactly
0: because it'll show you how people are thinking and how it all works and the true crime genre is a little creepy. I'll give you that. Uh, <laughs> but the the thing with it is it shows you specifically really good. There's some good podcasts. Like um, one I'll recommend here is called case file. It gets a little gory at times, even for my taste. But the advantage of it is that they start examining stuff from the killer's point of view and also the victim's point of view. And so then they'll start saying like, Oh, well the victim that night was just doing X, Y, and Z. And here's kind of what their life looked like. And well, and the killer has been doing these other things, and so then you can see the intersection, in a lot of ways, just getting familiar with how every genre has a way to tell a story. Yes. And so if you run a fantasy game like a sci-fi game, you'll probably be okay, because sci-fi and fantasy have been married at the hip since the Golden Age, which is like in the 20s. Yeah. But if you if you ran a, if you ran a, a sci-fi game um, in a drama system, like a Hallmark drama, it would feel very bad. It wouldn't yes. work. And even worse, if you ran a sci-fi game into the horror genre. And, I mean, you can mix these, but when you mix them, you're taking elements of horror and you're putting in elements of sci-fi. What I'm talking about is if you took straight sci-fi and tried to move it into a horror game without the elements of horror, it feels disjointed. Yes. And the reason you will know it's disjointed is because people that follow the genres will feel that. Yeah. So again, I think I really do echo that. Like you know, there's a ton of shows on Netflix around any of these concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Stranger Things, which is you know kind of like a con, you know, like a game within a game <laughs> type of thing. Yes. since they're playing D and D in it. But the thing with Stranger Things is it actually feels a lot like a D twenty modern game. Yes, and four people are now the players. These these kids. An NP, the 11, the girl is an NPC (laughs) who's tagging along because you can't give one player that many powers. Um, And they're supposed to do the impossible. But it's a mystery. Exactly. What's going on? How is this all working? And if you were, if you were not smart about it, one of your players is poor Kevin stuck in the net in the upside (laughs) down world. And hopefully he's just sick a lot, not playing the game, because otherwise he's got nothing to do for entire game sessions at a time. Yeah. <laughs> so you can even look at modern media and say, if this was a D and D game, what would I have to do to change it up?
1: Exactly, and that's why why I, I always say, look at different me, medias in the same genre. So, for example, like 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 um, fantasy. You know, yeah. you, you know the big fantasy you know of the last few years was game of thrones
0: which is totally low magic fantasy exactly and so is lord of the rings yes lord of the rings is low magic fantasy but you yep. compare it to something like earthsea yeah a little bit more higher magic but not truly high magic yeah
1: exactly but so. or or you just and then you just look at it and say okay well so we have these genres and then you look and say okay well, I want I want to tell a higher magic world right so so what have I looked at that has high magic in it? What books have I read? What right. movies have I watched that have...
0: So now you might be in like a Brandon Sanderson book. type of book. Yeah,
1: or or, 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 or even stuff like, like Avatar The Last Airbender is a high magic world. Because you... everybody has some sort of magic. Exactly. And mm-hmm. then you say, okay, so, so fantasy was Avatar The Last Airbender into Game of Thrones. What concepts do I like from the one, and what concepts do I like to the other, and how do they interact?
0: Right, and so and so, if you were going to take on something like a Game of Thrones, the the first question I would ask myself is, am I literally going to have to have, and I'm I'm, I'm kid you not, two thousand eight hundred plus NPCs <laughs> to fully tell my story? Yep. And if the answer is I don't want to do that, cool. So let's take Game of Thrones down a notch and not do the entire world. Exactly. And even then he didn't do the entire world because there's still, like, the east that he never even got to. Yeah. But the point is to not have every main house have 17 subhouses. Every subhouse okay. have 14 subhouses. Yeah. Every one of those has other houses. And the next thing you know, you have, like, 17 banners to the north Yeah. with their I- own... Litany of a hundred people apiece.
1: Yeah, I mean you, you really you really want to pare it down to what can you handle? Exactly. Hey
0: everybody that concludes part two of three parts for this conversation. Part three will be available tomorrow. See you then. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to skullrpg.com.
1: Hey, thanks for